0: All right, how's it going, everyone? You're listening to the Tough Mastermind public service announcement podcast. Tough Mastermind is the name bestowed upon me by the Wu-Tang name generator. And as a middle-class white guy from the south of England, I think I'm the exact demographic Wu-Tang Clan was going for. Anyway, welcome along to the first and possibly last of these podcasts. Uh, If it's not going to be the last, I'll be coming to you every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. But I say it may be the last because I'm coming in hot with the first one. With the George Floyd incident in Minneapolis, that incident in Central Park with the white lady calling the police on the black dude. uh, And with Joe Biden's you ain't black comments. I really wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of racism as it is today. Um, So we'll start with in the UK, in the US, when we talk about racism, we're usually talking about that relationship between white and black people and usually with a slant on how white people treat black people as a whole now i myself would argue that in western countries so like here um white people are not as racist as they're made out to be um which i know seems like a dumb argument but like stick with me for uh, throughout this but that really doesn't fit the narrative though that is pushed by the media and that narrative is the idea of systemic racism. The white man is out to get you, or to get the people of colour. Uh, Trump is a racist. You need to vote Democrat if you're in the US, or vote Labour if you want to survive as a black guy or a black woman. Yeah, we're going to get into it. However, before we dive into anything, that George uh, George Floyd incident was disgusting. Uh, you know, whatever transpired before, whether he was a resisting arrest or whatever... You know, there's no need to sit on a man's neck for seven minutes and watch him die before you. Under any circumstances. That police officer is a scumbag. The two or three other guys within are scumbags. I meant we need due process, but the video is damning. It, whatever is intent, the police officer, racist or not, completely unnecessary, complete, like the guy has just completely lost it. Fuck that guy. Uh, as for the incident in the Central Park, I noticed the media did fail to report after the fact that the guy did indeed threaten the woman. But in all honesty, it's literally just two, it's like two Karens. I don't know what a male Karen is called, but just two like bitchy people going at it. Um, I've seen people equating it to attempted murder on the lady's part. And it's just like, come on, like, get a grip of reality. However, let's get into this. All right. So, in the United States, the majority of white Democrats and majority of black people point to racial discrimination and less access to good schools as to why they have a harder time getting ahead. Now, to me, this is largely ignoring the major reason, and that is the over 70% of black kids being born to single mothers. Family instability with poor male role models, if any male role models, combined with potential financial difficulties and government reliance a culture that's not necessarily geared towards education and moving up the ladder, and starting out at a disadvantage with terrible schooling, is the problem. Um, Looking at Crenshaw High School, which is the one from the film The Boys in the Hood, you have 3% of kids can do maths at grade level. 3%. Like 3. If you want your kid to to excel in education, you want them to send them... Are you going to send them to that school... Well, if you're in the catchment zone, you are obliged to send your child to that school. There's a major disadvantage right there, and one that's easily solved, if not for teachers' unions and the Democratic Party, failing to remove below-standard teachers and opposing vouchers that offer a choice of schools to parents. And, you know, funny enough, Trump is actually pro-voucher. Yeah, but there we are. So why are Democrats against vouchers? Well, for a start, they're in the pockets of the teachers' unions... But also, and I like—I can't emphasize this enough, Democrats do not care about the black community past getting your vote. Now, they say they care. Some Democrats might act like they care. And some like, Democrat voters probably do genuinely care. But like, as they say, after all, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Now, a little bit of history. The Democrats are the party of Jim Crow. The party of segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. The KKK was founded by Democrats. This is the party that started the war on poverty. The party that brought in mandatory minimum sentencing. The party that voted against the 13th Amendment, which freed the slaves. The party that voted against the 14th Amendment, which provided equal protection under the law. The party that voted against the 15th Amendment, which granted black people the right to vote. And if we look at the top 10 most dangerous cities, in fact, you can look at the top 10 like, just most cities in the United States. But if you look at the top 10 most dangerous cities within the US, and this is according to Forbes magazine, you will start to see a pattern. Um, so let's see if you can spot it, all right? Detroit, Michigan. The mayor is Michael Duggan. Democrat. St. Louis, Missouri. The mayor is Lyda Cruson, Democrat. Oakland, California. The mayor is Libby Schaaf, Democrat. Memphis, Tennessee. Jim Strickland, Democrat. Birmingham, Alabama. Randall Woodfin, Democrat. Atlanta, Georgia. Keisha Lance Bottoms, Democrat. Baltimore, Maryland. Bernard Young, Democrat. Before him, it was Catherine Pugh, another Democrat. Stockton, California. Michael Tubbs, Democrat. Cleveland, Ohio. Frank Jackson, Democrat. Buffalo, New York, Byron Brown, Democrat. And let's throw Chicago in there as well. Laurie Lightfoot, Democrat. I assume you can see what the pattern is here. These cities where violence is especially focused in inner city areas are all under Democrat control and have been for decades and nothing has changed. Joe Biden telling you you ain't black should tell you about that slave master mentality the Democratic Party holds. They believe they own the black community. Was it Lyndon Johnson who said, you know, we'll have these N-word voting Democrat for the rest of our life, uh, their lives. But honestly, yeah, this actually isn't a platform to bash Democrats. I'm just asking the question, like, why? Why continue to vote for a party that uses you and the plight of your people as a stepping stone to more power And then they throw you a few breadcrumbs in the meantime, but ultimately keep you down, children, keep you requiring help. It's essentially a racket. And I'm not saying vote Republican either. I'm just saying, question, what is going on? Why are 90% of black voters voting Democrat when it's Democratic policies and other left wing fiscal policies that keep black people down? And so this is where the idea of racial discrimination comes in. Now, of course, there are racists out there. There are white people out there who hate black people because of the colour of of their skin and whatever stereotypes they attribute to that. And there are black people out there who hate white people because of the colour of their skin. There are members of every race that hold ill feelings towards other races for whatever reasons. Uh, Just go off track slightly, it's the same as with slavery. That transatlantic slave trade, okay... And the resulting industry in the U.S. and other places of the Caribbean uh, and the U.K. on the back of slavery is an issue that's constantly brought up whenever relationships comes to the sort of the forefront. Uh, you know, whether it's in the form of reparations or just talking about um, sort of past evils of, of of white people, it's a big point. That is, once we ignore the fact that the only reason the slaves were of a different race and being transported from one uh, continent to another. ...is because the technology finally existed that, la- that allowed that sort of transportation and logistics to occur. And without the compliance of African leaders who sold African slaves to European traders... ...the transatlantic slave trade would never have happened. There were black slave owners in the US. Europeans, especially uh, in Britain, were among the first to outlaw slavery... ...the last to join, the first to leave... For thousands of years, Arabs have been going into Africa, capturing African uh, men and women, enslaving them and trading them long before any Europeans arrived and long after. Uh, to this day, there are open air slave markets in Libya, thanks to your heroes, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. You know, uh, since the dawn of mankind, okay, communities have enslaved other people. Like, people have enslaved other people. It's not the sole plight of one race. That um, I do understand that argument of being taken away from your homeland. But like, it was 300 years ago. And if you want to go live in Africa, it's right there. Anyway, I digress. Racial discrimination. Uh, as a systemic racism, can somebody please tell me which companies won't hire black people because they're black? Or like which universities... Won't accept students because of their skin colour. Or I shouldn't rephrase that, actually. Won't accept students because they're black. Um, Because you can probably point to a few few, uh, universities that won't hire people because of certain skin colours. Yeah, I tried to do some research. I can't find them, whether it's here or in the US. You know, I think there are some systemic issues facing black community, but it's not the idea of racism that people are led to believe. No, it's that... Is that rise from twenty percent in the sixties to seventy percent today, of black kids being born to single mothers? That's your big issue. Like, how is that systemic? I can hear people ask. Well, it's created by the government, by them handing out welfare, provided there's no man in the house, incentivizing women to essentially marry the government, allowing men to abandon any responsibility. I and mean, this is a point I'll come back to later. But another another systemic issue. Terrible schooling, again and I a problem that's propped up by Democratic uh the Democratic Party. Now, this George Floyd incident once again raises that question about the police. Whether it's police brutality or some other form of um of discrimination, it's a common grievance. Now, a police officer is eighteen times more likely to be killed than an unarmed black male is to be killed by a police officer. A white police officer isn't any more likely to shoot to kill than a police officer of any other race. Last year, 41 unarmed suspects were killed by police. Nine of them were black. And just by comparison, last weekend in Chicago, 10 black guys were killed by other young black men. I'm assuming they're young. It's like (laughs) Nine out of about 8,000 black people who were killed last year were unarmed black guys shot by the police. Again, I'm not saying there aren't racists, or there aren't racist police, and I'm not trying to take away from that incident, because that police officer is a scumbag. He he makes me feel sick watching that video and thinking about it. But for the most part, they are doing their job. I hate the police. I think stop and search is a waste of time. It infringes on a person's rights. I think reporting hate crimes in a school playground... It's just the ultimate way to lose respect for law enforcement I hate the idea of militarised police I hate the drug war But for the most part they are doing their job And this leads me to another issue In the United States The number one cause of preventable death for young white men Is car accidents The number one cause of death for young black men Is homicide Almost always by another young black man Now, black male teenagers are nine times more likely to commit murder than a white male teenager. Again, almost always against another young black male. Black people kill more black people in a year than the KKK has in its entire history. Now, as for interracial crime, of the around 400,000 annual non-homicide violent crimes, 85% are a black perpetrator and a white victim. 13% 13% of the US population is black and over 60% is white. Yeah, blacks kill twice as many whites as whites kill blacks. The whole point of this is is it's is not racism that's killing young black men. What is causing it? Again, I'm going back to the 70% of black kids being born to single mothers. It's 100% in some inner city areas. A young child growing up without a father is five times more likely to commit crimes nine times more likely to be poor and drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in prison than a child uh, who grew up with both parents. You know, where are the positive male role models in these communities? And this in turn leads to another problem, okay? You have figures like Barack Obama and LeBron James. Like, these are inspirational men for many reasons. However, like, both of them constantly pick up the race card and stir the pot. With LeBron James the other day after the Ahmed albury case. Nobody hunts LeBron James. Do you think if LeBron walks down the street, he's met with a, a lynch mob in white hoods? No, he's met with thousands of adoring fans, most of whom are white. Barack Obama, you know, funnily enough, you know, a shit ton of people voted for him. Jay-Z, you know, most of your audience is white. All three of these men have brought up racism as a reason for troubles in the black community when in fact they are acting as examples of what you should be doing. Now, obviously not everyone is a six foot nine athletic beast uh, nor do they have the privileged upbringing Barack Obama had nor do they possess Jay-Z's ability with words and language and wordplay but the point is all three of those men married the woman they have kids with, or had kids with they stayed with the woman They all worked incredibly hard to achieve um, what they've achieved. Obviously, not everyone will be in the NBA or selling out Madison Square Garden. But you could be a doctor, you could be an astronaut, a comedian, a painter. Whatever you want to be, you can be it. As long as you work hard. Why not tell black kids this? Finish school, don't have kids until you're ready, and raise them together. It's not even about being married. Like marriage is, is, is marriage. And it's, it's a whole other sort of subject. But it's about being there and raising a well-rounded child whose, only male, whose male role model isn't some drug dealer or some gang member on the street, but actually a father who shoulders some responsibility and, yeah, provides that different perspective on life. Right. Activist groups like Black Lives Matter, for example. These groups who profess to care about black lives explicitly, they do not care about black lives, at least not those that aren't ended at the hands of a white man. And so the majority of black lives do not matter to Black Lives Matter. Um, This is sort of going outside of the US, but back in 2018, there was another Ebola outbreak in West Africa. Uh, Hundreds of people were dying from this. And there was barely any mention in the media. And this is the same media that constantly talks about Black Lives Matter. And that's the point. Black lives only matter when white liberals or race hustlers like your Al Sharptons, your Jesse Jacksons, your Barack Obamas, your Maxine Waters can make money from it. Now, I have a special PSA for white liberals, by the way. Let's get into it. Enough with the condescending, pandering bullshit. Uh, Malcolm X once said, and I quote, The worst enemy that the Negro have is the white man that runs around there drooling at the mouth professing to love Negroes and calling himself a liberal. And it is following these white liberals that has perpetuated problems that Negroes have. If the Negro wasn't taken, tricked or deceived by the white liberal, then Negroes would get together and solve our own problems. I only cite these things to show that in America... The history of the white liberal has been nothing but a series of trickery designed to make Negroes think that the white liberal was going to solve our problems. Our problems will never be solved by the white man. End quote. Okay. And Malcolm X is not wrong there. Just look at these Democrat-controlled cities. White liberals peddle the idea that racism is the cause of problems within the black community. Yet whether it's down to white guilt or or self-hatred or like this this constant need to appear virtuous i'm not sure i actually think it's a mix of all three like i can understand the white guilt aspect to an extent uh one time i was in cape coast castle uh, in ghana uh, incredible country by the way if you ever get a chance to go um we were down in this dungeon uh where they kept the slaves just before they sent them off uh, uh to the caribbean or to the us mainland um, it's, it's like 40 degrees down in this dungeon, it's boiling hot, Um, the humidity is at like 100% as well, it's absolutely disgusting down there, and just thinking about being crammed in there with hundreds of other people, um, not really knowing where you're going to be going, you're not being treated particularly well either, uh, absolutely horrible. And I'm thinking to myself, I cannot believe people actually did this, I'm not thinking about race at all. Um, I understand it is it was Europeans, British, uh, Dutch, whoever. However, I'm thinking, trying to think outside of the racial side of things and just thinking, how can another human being do this? Oh, sorry, how can a human being do this to another human being? And uh, funnily enough, I actually was getting a shit ton of abuse from this woman I was on the trip with. Uh, she's like some black nationalist from Philadelphia. Um about how I'm still living off the back of the black man and and things like that. Um, That was actually what first got me into politics, interestingly. Um, But despite all of that, I do not feel guilty for the sins of another man, whether they're living today or they're from 300 years ago. As for self-hatred, when certain media outlets constantly pump you full of evil white people propaganda, it's understandable. And, you know, this need to appear virtuous, this is my biggest gripe with liberals and people today. And I see it on social media all the time. Like with this pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, I see so many people posting on the socials, like they do a nice deed for their neighbor. Say like they brought them some shopping, or they even just posted a note to say, how are you? They have to take the time to take pictures, post it everywhere, post it on Twitter, post it on Instagram, Look how great I am. It's like this pathological desire to show how virtuous you are. That Dude, nobody gives a fuck. Because in reality, it's not about you doing something for someone else. It's just about you. It's about social credit or adulation or whatever selfish reward system you're trying to satisfy. And it's the same thing with race. White liberals who peddle this bullshit propaganda aren't doing so because they care about black people. They're doing it to appear virtuous. Like they want the credit for looking out for the poor, downtrodden black man. And like another thing, like where is the tolerance for genuine racism from white people? I don't see it. Like any ounce of it and the weight of the media and society comes down on that person, due process or not. So I say to these white liberals, you know, post your pyramids of covert white supremacy on Instagram in this vague attempt to see like you care. It's complete bollocks. And if you dive into the apparent violations, most are completely contrived, incorrect, or actual examples of white liberal racism, such as labelling people people of colour. And by the way, protesting like in Minneapolis or you know, like, like they were in Ferguson a few years back, it does absolutely nothing to solve anything. All it does is, redu- is reduce property values, decrease net worth, increase insurance premiums, and increase the cost of doing business and that's usually for black-owned businesses. Policies like affirmative action or quota systems within business are inherently racist. Let's say you have a quota system in a business, um, like an engineering company or whatever, or a, or a hospital, let's say you want to hire a doctor, um, range of people apply, there's a the best man for the job, or best woman for the job, but it turns out they're a white person. Or an Indian person, and you haven't got enough black people, so you have to hire the person who's black purely because they're black, but their skill isn't quite up to the level. There's something wrong there. You should hire people, it should be a meritocratic society. Hire the best person for the job. Another one, the term people of color, like I said earlier, is inherently racist, it creates an us and them scenario, it's divisive, just like everything we are told when it comes to race. We're constantly being pitched against each other. To the point where now we cannot trust each other. If there's a disagreement between a black guy and a white guy, it's seen as a racial incident. Like, if you're being a bell end, I'm going to say it. It doesn't matter what skin colour you have. there's like a quick example. Um, I was working in a retail store and this black guy came in to the till to return some items. And it was like weird items. Uh, so there was two smeg kettles, two smeg toasters and, and some, a couple of other things. Now, this guy had no receipt, no proof of purchase, didn't have a bank statement, couldn't tell us when or where he bought them. And only after being pushed did he then tell us his aunt bought them, but he couldn't get hold of her right at that point. Um, and we said, unfortunately, mate, we require proof of purchase for a return. Excuse me. And immediately we get, is it because I'm black? And It's like you know, you know, it it couldn't be just because you have multiple expensive items of the same type for some reason, no proof of how you got hold of them, and you want us to give us money. Uh, you want us to give you money for them. Like it's not going to happen, whether you're black, white, green, or blue. And that's the point where we're at now. Like if I disagree with my black friend, or even just a black stranger, am I a racist? To some people, yeah. Too much emphasis is placed on our skin colour. I'm friends with a couple of black individuals who almost deify melanin and believe it like grants his cosmic power. But I'm also, I also know a couple of people who have bleached their skin, unfortunately. Um, and this becomes a further problem when you get that sort of neo-Marxist ideology coming along and placing people in boxes. And if you're black, you must think this way. You're a perennial victim under the thumb of the white man. You will never, ever escape... If you, think you're di- if you think differently, you're not a true black man, <clears throat> Joe Biden. If you're black and you don't believe you're a victim, white liberals and other black people who believe they are will deliver upon you such vitriolic hate and abuse that a white hood is almost too good for them. Coon, Uncle Tom, sellout, coconut, Oreo, bootlicker. When you think about it, who is really the one licking the boots, okay? The man who forges his own path, who thinks for himself, no matter what his skin colour is, or the man who bends over to the government gets fucked while the few breadcrumbs are tossed on the floor, and then they're thrown in prison because of democratic policies anyway. Now, which one? Who's the real bootlicker there? Like Kanye West, for example, he was vilified to a meeting with Donald Trump. CNN was invoking his dead mother, his mental health, everything they could to paint Kanye as this unstable individual. Yet here's a man who has made millions upon millions of dollars, has spotted a major problem within the prison system, It one that Obama, funny enough, let slip, asked to speak to the president about it, does, and then him and his wife have helped bring about prison reform. Yet he's the sellout. The one guy who's actually doing something to help black people in prison is the sellout. Like Donald Trump, the one who receives an award for services to the black community, alongside Muhammad Ali and Rosa Parks, the one guy who's bought, who bought black un- uh, obviously before this virus, who bought black unemployment to its lowest ever, who bought Hispanic unemployment to its lowest ever, he's the racist. Like, people need to start questioning what they're told. And stop looking at people through a superficial lens. Like, we are more than our skin colour, enough with the victimhood Olympics, that like, everyone eats a shit sandwich in life. And, like, you're going to meet arseholes in your life, but it's how we deal with them that defines us. Not all white people are racist, okay? Not all black people are racist. Stop dealing in absolutes, and let's stop defining people by their race. If you're American, you're American. If you're English, you're English. Or, or British, you're British. Like, rise above, work hard, and actually think about what the real issues are. Because I can guarantee you, it's not racism that's causing poverty or causes crime, or causes these kids in London to run around stabbing each other. Anyway, I appreciate if you've made it this far. Uh, if you have any questions or any responses, or you completely disagree with me, or you want to tell me to go fuck myself, then just let me know. Um, and hopefully, see you on Saturday. Cheers. Take care.